to the What Comes to Mind with Mill podcast. You already know, it is what it is. What's good? I know, it's crazy, you can see me, right? Didn't, didn't think that was gonna happen, but guess what? We are. Anyways, anyways, welcome to the first visual episode of the What Comes to Mind with Mill podcast. I'm your host, Mill, and first of all, I'd just like to say thank you for taking the time out of your day to watch or listen to this podcast. Um, really means a lot to me, whether you've been listening since episode one or this is your first time. Either way, I truly appreciate it, and I just want to say thank you from the bottom of my heart because this podcast is slowly becoming a passion of mine, and I want to take it to the next level, and I've been talking about doing this and taking it to the next level for a minute now, and I just decided, hey, you know, fuck it, let's do it, let's ball. So we're here, and we're going to keep on going like this moving forward. I know there's going to be some bumps and bruises, but... I'm sure we're gonna be able to get through them, and I just appreciate y'all. I just appreciate y'all. Y'all giving me the confidence to make this shit happen, and I'm out here doing it for y'all. I'm gonna keep on doing it for y'all, you know? Hopefully I can make y'all happy. I can make myself happy putting out a quality pod, and you know, maybe it'll help me with my social anxiety on the side too. That'd be pretty nice. But um, before we get into the topic of discussion, I just say, uh, if you haven't already, please go subscribe to the What Comes to Mind with Mill podcast YouTube channel. Uh, just made that yesterday, so looking forward to, you know, boosting that up. And if you haven't already, you can go like the post from the What Comes to Mind with Mill uh, Instagram page and, you know, get Twitter updates. I, I try to use it daily to update y'all on what's going on i just put out the promo video for this exact episode uh out yesterday so you know you can you can go find those pages it's literally just what comes to mind with mill but the first letter of each each word so it should be pretty simple but um yeah again just thank you for taking time out your day and listening to this podcast and after this short intermission break i'm gonna talk about why it takes a special type of person to work with the youth and just my experiences working with you because not everybody can work with the youth and i'm telling you that right now it takes a special type of person i'll get more into that when i get back from the story hey y'all welcome back like i was saying before we left for that short intermission um working with the youth definitely definitely is interesting i've been working with the youth basically i feel like my whole life and i'm only saying that because my mom owns in-home daycare so i've been around little children my whole life and i've experienced and watched how she interacts with children what she does with them and it helped me learn these skills from a young age especially patience because when it comes to young children and just children, teens in general. Hell, I feel like just life. Patience is key. It takes a special type of person to have this type of patience for children. Because people can have patience, but they don't have, a lot of people don't have the patience it takes to work with children. 
or just to be around children all day. Because, I mean, it's an adventure every day. Anything can happen. Anything can happen. No two days are the same. I don't think there's a day I've worked with kids that I felt like, oh, this felt like, you know, the same day. I felt that basically every day working in the office. I have never felt that way working with children. Every day is a new adventure, whether it be good or bad. And let me tell you, some days, some days, those little rascals, man, let me tell you, let me tell you. Yeah, actually, no, let me tell you. So I'm working at a summer program uh, for the summer at the Boys and Girls Club. And I won't disclose which Boys and Girls Club or whatever, but it's for the Boys and Girls Club. I'm a youth mentor. I won't show you my picture, but you know, youth mentor. Amen. Um, and we take the kids out on just different field trips and whatnot. And yesterday we went to the park, and at this park there's a creek. And you know, common sense. Don't go in the creek. You don't got swim clothes, so don't go in the creek. Why would you go in the creek? But then you realize, you know, they're kids. Most kids don't have common sense. Hell, most people don't have common sense. Common sense is really not that common, if you're being honest. And, uh, yeah, you know, it was an ugly day, cold day. Most normal people wouldn't go into the creek, but, you know, kids are a special breed, so. About, like, three kids decide, hey, let's just jump in the creek. And then we're gonna jump in the creek and then complain about how our pants are wet and it's cold outside and how we need you to do something about it even though this could have been, this could have been prevented if we listen to Mr. Milan's words on not going into the creek at all. I mean, I, I think I'm being pretty clear right now on the pod, so I'm like, I know I'm talking to you like this, so... What, what, you just, you just gonna jump in the creek regardless? It's like, nah. I don't know. You also just have to have to, uh, tough skin. Cause these kids can really get underneath your nerve. They try. They really try. They really try. I remember when I used to work for the school district. And... Gosh. During coloring time. This was during this time period, not the current time period, but like just my this time period in life. I was growing out my hair. I was trying to get that Odell Beckham cut, like most most black kids back back when Odell was doing his thing with the Giants. Like, and I remember I was working with this kid. I had just grew out my hair. I dyed it, and I was like, "Yeah, I was feeling good. I thought it was looking nice." Tell me why we're coloring. This mofo is just gonna stop coloring, look at me, and be like, hey, Mr. Moir, I'm gonna be honest, your haircut reminds me of a poop stain. Just the color and just the way it looks, it doesn't look that nice. Then he proceeds to continue coloring. I'm just looking at this dude like, I'm just, I'm just coloring my sea turtle. I was gonna use that, that, that aqua next for, for the water, and... You basically just attacked me. I mean, I have tough skin, but I ain't gonna lie that day. I went to the barbershop immediately, cut off all my hair. I was like, nah, we ain't doing this. 
did that, came back. That same kid was like, oh, wow, I like that haircut. That's a nice haircut. Uh, yeah, I know you like this haircut because you definitely just attacked my life yesterday for the last poop stain haircut I got. But hey, you know, that's just working with kids. That's just working with kids. But, you know, it's always a good experience when you get past all that BS and them trying to get under steam and whatnot. It, it, it's so much fun. It's so much fun. Because they really will be funny and do just the most random things just because they're kids. And I get to see it every day. I get to see them grow every day, learn new things. It's pretty cool. I feel like my favorite part about working with children is taking my life experiences and the things I wish people would like tell me or would have told me as a kid and try and like relay that to them as much as possible. Because I'm like, listen, I, <laughs> I am an adult. I am a young adult, but I am an adult. And I have done the same things you all have, so you know to help you out and I think overall though my favorite part has to be watching the children not learn things from my advice but just like learn new skills and whatnot and just things like that like I remember working as a kindergarten assistant teacher uh, yeah kindergarten assistant teacher yes and I was told I had to take some of the kids that couldn't, didn't know the alphabet like that and like help them learn the alphabet, learn the sounds of the alphabet and like be able to create words and all that, all that jazz. And let me tell you, the first, first month of that school year, oh my gosh, struggling. Some of those kids were struggling. Some of them didn't even know how to hold a pencil correctly and it's like, yeah, I get it. But I was like, man, how is this ever going to happen? Like, how are we going to get there? And just the repetition alone, seeing a kid who couldn't even tell you the first letter of the alphabet, to be able to have him be able to sound out every letter of the alphabet, can write his full first, middle, and last name, and just things like that, seeing that growth, Chef's Kiss is my favorite. It's like seeing that potential finally get, finally get filled. It's just, it's amazing. It's an amazing feeling. But, um, yeah, that's working with the youth, man. That's working with the youth. Hey y'all, welcome back to the first visual episode of the What Comes to Mind with Mill podcast. I'm your host, Mill. And, uh, this segment, I want to talk about the new Thor Love and Thunder movie that just came out last week. Um, I've had a couple days to let it digest and whatnot, and to me, it was not a bad movie. I'll, I'll say it straight up, it wasn't a bad movie. I'll, I'll give it 7.8 out of 10. And I feel like, I feel like that's a good rating for it. Because it's different. It's different from a lot of other Marvel movies, whereas in the sense that it was like a rom-com, basically. But it wasn't a bad rom-com. It was a good rom-com. I'll give him that. It was a very good rom-com, but it was different. It was different. I will say, though, 
better than the first two. I'm gonna be honest with you. I feel like I felt like this for a long time, but I feel like Marvel really doesn't know what to do with Thor, or like how to make like I feel like a proper Thor movie, like how they make proper Spider-Man movies, or how they make proper Captain America movies, proper Iron Man movies, other than the third one. Like I feel like for the first two Thor movies, people were losing interest in Thor. By, by Thor 2, Dark World, that single-handedly might be the worst Marvel movie of all time. I remember trying to re-watch it recently, I got 15 minutes into it, and I turned it off and told myself I'll never watch this movie again. Never watch this movie again. Also, just randomly off top of the dome. Top 3 worst Marvel movies. Number 3, Black Widow. Number two, Captain Marvel. I remember watching Captain Marvel the first time, fell asleep the first 20 minutes into the movie. Felt so bad that I needed to go watch it again and watch it again. Almost fell, fell asleep for a second time. Not a good movie. And then, like I said, the worst, Thor Dark World. I don't know what they were doing with that movie. They really just cut it out and said, wah! But, um, nah. I feel like with this movie, Again, if you've listened to like my podcast before, but if you haven't, I'll tell you. I've been lowering my expectations for Marvel movies ever since uh, Multiverse of Madness because I was expecting big things from that movie and got disappointed because of the fact that it wasn't as big as a movie as I thought it would be. And I'm not saying I thought Thor Love and Thunder was going to be a huge movie, but it's definitely different. and. It's heavy on the Ragnarok vibes, which should be the vibe because Ragnarok is the best Thor movie. Easily the best Thor movie. And, uh, yeah, I just don't know if Marvel knows what they're doing with this Thor character, to be honest with you. The movie was great, though. It was very cute. It's gonna get you in your feels. It is 100% gonna get you in your From the start, it's gonna get you into your feels. It's really gonna get you into your feels. It's a rom-com to a T. Because it's gonna get you in your feels, but you're gonna be laughing too. And I, I like the vibe of Thor being a little bit more like... I don't know how to explain it. Like, more like... Friendly, outgoing. Rather than... How the first two movies he was like serious and he was like I don't know. It was just it wasn't the vibe. I like the vibe of Ragnarok and Love and Thunder. So maybe maybe Marvel might know a little bit of what they're doing with Thor. Because they're definitely shying away from how he first was. And now I feel like he's more of a lovable character. But would I recommend watching this movie? Yes, I would. I definitely feel like if you're a Marvel fan, you're gonna like the movie. If you're a Ragnarok fan, you're definitely gonna like the movie. Would I watch this movie again? I mean, I might watch it one more time, maybe twice in the future, if I decide to do like a whole Marvel movie marathon or something. Or if it's just on, I'll watch it. But am I gonna actively try to watch this again? 
Probably not. Not in the same sense like how, like, I've watched Civil War many times. Like, I've watched Infinity War many times. I just... Ragnarok is a good movie, but not Ragnarok. Love and Thunder is a good movie. Could have been better, I feel like, but I like the different tone Marvel tried to take for this movie. And Like I said, I'll give it a 7.8. I definitely think people should watch it. And, you know what, watch it, tell me what you think, because I, I feel like people are either going to love it or hate it. It's been a week and I feel like people aren't going to start talking about it anymore. So, I guess that's already giving me the sense of how people are really feeling. I don't know, really looking back, this Phase 4 really was kind of like, eh. the only two movies I feel like that carried this phase so far, Shang-Chi, which Loki was such a great movie, like Shang-Chi is a top 10 Marvel movie, and I wasn't expecting it to be a top 10 Marvel movie, but everything about that movie made it top 10, and I had no way home because the multiverse and bringing back nostalgia, like, that carried, that's a, that's a top 5 Marvel movie for sure, so. This phase is just kind of, I don't know, it's kind of been kind of disappointing, low key. But I still feel like Marvel has something up their sleeve. I know once we get deeper into that multiverse, things are just gonna start popping off, so I'm not really worried. But yeah, go out there, watch Love and Thunder, continue the Marvel timeline. Up next is gonna be the Black Panther movie, which I'm they've been hush hush about that movie ever since Chad Bozeman died, R.I.P. But, we'll see how that goes, because Black Panther was a good movie. So I'll see, we'll see what they do to, you know, make it an even better movie. But, um, that's gonna end the podcast. And, uh, again, i just like to say thank you for everybody that took the time to listen and watch the first visual podcast like still crazy to me we're at this point but i i truly appreciate everybody who took the time to listen and watch giving me feedback and all that good stuff it really means a lot to me sharing subscribing you know following all that all that jazz it really means a lot to me and i couldn't thank you guys enough i'm gonna keep on grinding make sure this pod is the best pod out there you know Hopefully it continues to grow like how I hope it does, like how I'm seeing it grow right now. And uh, yeah, that's about it. And I'll catch you guys next time. And, you know, like I say, it is what it is. Peace. Bless our Savior on the track.